Hi, Justin. Hey, Calvin. What's up? How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I think it's a little warmer here where I am than it is where you are because you, you said it you was in the negatives. Literally, it is colder right now in the Midwest than it is on anywhere else in the planet. Wait, is that true? That's um, not true, you yes. crazy man. No, true. It's truth. What about the North Pole? It's colder here. <laughs> You're making this up. No. <laughs> you, ha- you had me going for a second. No, I'm not making it up. It was actually like literal facts. Did you read that somewhere? No, but I heard it from my friend. I just don't think that's true. Well, but you do your own research. I will research after this. Because <laughs> that is quite a claim. <laughs> I know. Apparently it's tropical in the Arctic right now and it's fucking cold here. <laughs> oh no the world is a mess at the moment (laughs) absolute mess and there's ice storms in texas and it's traveling up to dc as we speak and there's power outages and all kinds of bullshit wow wow yeah 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 but we still have a podcast so we still have a podcast here we are (laughs) How was your Valentine's Day? Might oh, I ask? It was, it was really lovely, you know, and and like ceremoniously simple. I, I like mm. this is um not to gush, but why not? Um, mm-hmm. but this is my the first time that I've had a Valentine's Day with with somebody that I like knew. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, I feel like, that. Like I've had Valentine's like dates with people who I like either was just getting to know or like um they were like, uh, I can't be alone on Valentine's Day. Right. Like and me neither, you know. And so yeah. it's like, you know, like tag team or whatever, like like let's get through this together kind of thing. But like this year was very much I mean I, and I and I you know, I, I made um some I made a dashi for the first time, which is like a, a what? A dashi, which is like the it's like a um, a Japanese broth base, broth soup base, yeah. With with um, kombu, which is um, a dried seaweed that you boil or no, you you don't boil. You bring up to a heat and then you lightly simmer um, mm-hmm. with shiitake mushrooms and the. But it's like very like seaweed, sea tasty, right? Yeah. And then and then you season that with um, with with fresh vegetables and sautéed and grilled things and. And then, so we made, or I made ramen and things. And then I got um, some, um, uh, they were chocolate raspberry cheesecake um, macaron, which. Oh, wow. That's extravagant. Were made with my, 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 um, a friend in town made them and her handle as quarantine craves and yeah and they were covered in this beautiful like red edible glitter and yum were amazing i love glitter (laughs) every time a a queen on drag race has glitter on their lips i want to eat their lips (laughs) (laughs) so i would have loved that macaron (laughs) yes and so so we had like uh, like two boxes of those and they were amazing and we watched movies we watched gravity um, oh good and we i love that movie and i had never seen it before and wow uh what a trip um poor girl um poor girl isn't she <laughs> an icon iconic yeah she's so good I, I i never knew i never i mean i i mean okay like i knew her from miss congeniality and which she's great in Right. But I don't really, I, I mean, I'm sorry this this is a little offensive, but I don't like comedy that much. I already knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, the moment you said, I don't really, I knew you were going to say don't like comedies. <laughs> I like laughing. That's but... fine. It's hard to make a good comedy. But movie. you like it, so I just don't, I don't, uh, anyway. It's been a while. I'm not, okay, I'm not bashing, I'm, I'm not bashing it. I'm not bashing it. I just know her from you're, that. You're allowed to like certain things more than others. Yes, I, I'm I really enjoy bad puns. That's like, that is what gets me off. Mm. 
Wow, that gets you off, huh? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bring. I used to make puns all the time. Remember? Yes, you were um, on Kirk. Yeah, it was pun Kirk, which is just the dumbest pun in itself. And then, and then someone at I did summer theater, right? And another actor looked at me once and said, "You know what the problem with your puns is? That they're puns." And I stopped. Oh, in that moment, no. He was a beautiful man. So his words had weight to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, he killed my pun dreams. Anyways, well, you, you're still you're still punishing me. Oh, <laughs> that was a bad pun. That's a good one. Um, no, you like bad puns though. Okay. I um I made my my BF brought um a charcuterie board, which he calls a charcuterie board to my house for valentine's day and we we like cut up all the cheeses and put the crackers out and had strawberries and nutella and jam and almonds and little baby reese's (laughs) and um watched um a julia roberts movie and um um my best friend's wedding Ah. which is great we didn't finish it uh, because Drag Race came on, so uh, it was very gay. It was wait, just. Wait, wait. Gay Are you watching televised TV? Um, like yes, like TV that you like have to like like look at when it's like on. Yes, well, when it's Drag Race, girl, you don't want to be behind the times. I don't even know what how to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it's happening either. My roommate set it up, and I okay. just click the button. <laughs> actually i think we're actually watching it via wi-fi through the vh1 app and they stream it live but it's on the tv so it feels just like tv but it's actually i don't think it i don't think it is it's not an antenna right okay okay so that's amazing anyway shall we shall we move along yes 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 let's talk about um our amazing guest that we have today truly an amazing guest i i feel so i'm i'm a little stunned actually like Mm -hmm. stunned in a way that is also like full of relief Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like sometimes in like living life we just like especially as 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 queer like former christians who are a little bit like nebulous like we're not a part of the church but like you know we learned a lot and we just can't we can't hate ourselves the same way we used to by being post-christian or something Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to like navigate the world. But anyway, so like, like, I just feel like I found somebody who like feels like hope to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, and that is one of the things that if you go back to the first episode that, that I think we were both looking for, um, is looking for community and for other people who, who are like us and who have come through the things that we have come through and overcome, um, and, and made a little bit more sense of than we have. And, to find the camaraderie and and our, and our guest this week grace baldridge um goes by the name um semler um as a musician she she recently came out with her um ep called preacher's kid which was debuted on um, february 5th and it was on um itunes christian charts for four days as number one mm-hmm. and um and the ep uh I mean, she's she's a queer person. The EP contains the fuck the f word. It contains fuck. That's the fuck word. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean, even like, like there's like there's like so many little like minutia that are actually huge deals in the Christian church. That yeah. Something that is like revolutionary, and I just like, but 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 as we talked to her, and as you're gonna you're about to hear, like she's just the kindest, most thoughtful, um, beautiful soul. And and I hope that we become friends and that we get to work together and that I get to promote her work and um and that we get to uh um yeah that that we we see a lot more of her to come in the future. Yeah. Well said, Calvin. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, let's hit, let's hit it. <laughs> this podcast has been uh the way that we've curated the the culture of this podcast has been very much about being very um open and authentic and 
we say a lot of curse words um oh that's good to know i do swear a lot so <laughs> yeah we love it just, with, just bring it all yes yeah, <laughs> some away. of the um like with some of the interviews recently because it's like you know obviously skewed more like faith and christian related like i do have to clarify like if you want me to play a song I know it's a Christian, it's going to be a Christian song, but there could be an F-bomb. Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> we need to like broach that ahead of time. Yeah, that's no, all, amazing. All of that is, is, is good here. <laughs> good for you for navigating that stuff. I would say most people on those Christian interviews are not having to navigate whether they're going to drop an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's definitely like negated any like conversation about Christian radio, but I mean, Jesus from Texas, there's no swearing um so I think it's possible like I'm very much like there's a chance <laughs> but I don't I honestly I would be very surprised if uh like the gatekeepers of the Christian music industry even like acknowledge preachers kid I don't know I'm hopeful we'll see if we chart on billboard I think that'll kind of force their hand a bit but um as of now they're just like don't talk about it don't address it it's not happening <laughs> right. we hope so we hope so <laughs> yeah like, we'll see <laughs> Well, why don't we why don't we get into that? Uh, I actually um, I saw you on TikTok before our our friend um, messaged Calvin and I said you've got to have her on the pod. But before that, I had already seen you on TikTok, and like it immediately caught my eye, and I was like, "What is going on here?" And um, it was sort of you telling your story of what was going on um, with the yeah the album right so was it was it like announcing that it was coming out or was it like after it came out do you remember I think that it was after it was going to after it was like number one. Oh, okay yeah. I think that I've tried I to keep people like up to date yeah I think TikTok is the whole reason why I think this project has gained any traction it's like an incredible platform for connecting with people, the algorithm as it is right now, you can really find people that would be interested in whatever content it is. Like if you're a photographer, if you're um, a fashion designer, like there, I mean, honestly, I follow an owl sanctuary, like, yes. whatever it is, like you can really find your people. And so I was hopeful that if I started sharing like what this project was about, that the algorithm could work in my favor. It's kind of a wild west, but I was hopeful mm -hmm. that it, it could generate, um, some views on other people's for you page that might be interested in this type of story. And I think because I was so fortunate that that ended up happening is the whole reason why Preacher's Kid was able to sort of catch fire in the way that it did because I don't have a huge social media footprint for comparison of like other like artists that are releasing music. I had like 3000 followers on Spotify, which is, I'm so fortunate for that. That's huge as an independent artist, but now I have almost 20,000 followers on Spotify. Wow. So I think through, it's interesting to hear that that's how you found me because mm -hmm. I think that's really <laughs> how this all, this is how the cookie crumpled. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> the the deconstructing christian queer <laughs> yeah. person over here and there you are on my for you page. i it was like, looking like for magic. you justin i was hoping i was hoping yes. you'd find me yeah and justin's on on tiktok a lot so <laughs> i am on tiktok a lot yeah to be fair the algorithm had many chances <laughs> <laughs> but i'm so glad that it, that you found each other and that um that we get to talk today mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so how has this experience been i mean you knew, so you knew that Preacher's Kid was coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And you are doing promo on TikTok and you right. are just hoping it falls into the right laps, right? Yes. And then everything sort of just, to my eyes, looks like it exploded. Kind yes. Of. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's been so weird, my friends. Like, it's been <laughs> so strange. Um, I think... So I, I really try and hold myself accountable as an independent artist. You have to do that with deadlines. So I knew that like, I need to finish all my mixing and mastering by this date so I can like send it off through DistroKid to be available on Apple Music and Spotify by this date. And then I need to start doing my promo on TikTok on this date and all this stuff. So I started promoting it two weeks before February 5th, which is when it came out. And that video got picked up by the algorithm, which was again, amazing and just totally sort of a lightning in a bottle. Like you never know if that happens. And then the night, so it came out on a Friday, which is intentional because new music does better if you release it on a Friday. And then um, 
on Thursday night, my wife and I started to see that it was charting. Like on Thursday night, we opened up iTunes and we saw that it was like, I think 40, like it was in like the top 40. And that was so unexpected because that had been like my ultimate goal was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we charted in top 40, if I was like a top 40 Christian music recording artist. But then that night, and this is still Thursday, it just kept like charting and climbing. And then eventually I think we woke up Friday morning, the day that it was officially released and it was like number three. And then from there during the week, it eventually climbed to number one for like four straight days, something like that. So I, that it, that's just, and it was been, it's just been very surreal because it was, it surpassed anything that I was hoping for with just people listening to this and giving this project a chance. And that's like all you can hope for as an artist, you know? That's so amazing. Four straight days of, of number one. Yeah, it was four straight <laughs> days for on the iTunes Christian music charts. And we were, I, I haven't checked currently. The, the goal now is to see if we could chart on Billboard um, just with sales numbers. And we'll see. I think the numbers are supposed to come out on Wednesday. I thought they were going to come out on Monday, but it was a holiday. And mm-hmm. so who knows? Um, but it's, it's done so much like better than I ever had imagined that I'd ever like dared to imagine. I thought that, you know, top 40 would be incredible like I was like if I like what if I charted above Toby Mac for like a day and then (laughs) and then we like stayed there so is is he a thing (laughs) he's still a thing he's like their boy like he's like the titan of CCM like he still is like the number one guy I mean maybe I'm wrong but when I when I think of like he's like who's who's their pop star like I don't know who's like I can't think of really an equivalent. He's I just mean, the Toby Chris Mac. Tomlin, Jeremy Cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, right. Know. Yeah, yeah. Chris Tomlin too. Um, you know those guys, yeah. those old boys. <laughs> Jeremy Camp. Wow. But <laughs> I've, I've, back. I've been a little out of touch for 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 quite a while now. Um and it uh, it feels really good to see to see somebody else in the top spot. So congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, Justin might be having a little bit of connectivity issues. Are you oh, back no. with us, Justin? <laughs> Zoom is so strange. It's a little like, fickle. It's so fickle. There have been times when like, I've just had total, like absolute internet lag for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then other times like it's working totally fine. But then there's sometimes where I feel like, like my computer stays in the same place every day. I have no idea why the connectivity would be wonky well internet connection servers zoom maybe as its own like situation I, you know that's what i think i think zoom is like its whole ecosystem yeah and now yeah. we're all so reliant on zoom too like i didn't even know what zoom was <laughs> like a year ago i had no idea zoom to me was that that pbs kids show yes wait oh my gosh you unlocked a memory zoom it's like come on in zoom come on in zoom. Yeah. And were they, can you were guys they, hear me i can hear you yes, yes. you're back okay and, i'm back yeah and and, and and on zoom they speak up Ab- abby do you remember them talking in abby dabby yabas have a lot how are you i can totally do that still Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. it was my dream to be on that cast <laughs> yeah i thought those kids had it made Absolutely. i honestly was pretty upset with my parents that they never let me like try and be a child actor for a while and now like just knowing what we know i yeah. they were right they were right <laughs> they were right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you do do either of you know of a child actor that like, besides our recent guest, but um, a, a child actor that like made it out without having like insane trauma or like drug problems, like? Well, the 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 sweet life of Zach and Cody kids. Yeah. Right, they're okay, but I think that they also like went to school. I think that's like the commonality is like if you get out of it. Mm -hmm. for a time like if you're a child star when you're like the ages let's honestly like 5 to 12 but then or 5 to like let's say 13 or 14 but then you like get out of it for a minute Mm -hmm. I think you stand like a pretty good chance maybe because you have to have some some peer pressure and bullying and (laughs) I mean you need to just like be be in a normal social structure with other kids like it's so (laughs) 
it's so weird. I mean, my friend said this the other day, sorry, this is totally tangential, but my friend said this the other day. She's like, think of like the most famous people we know when they have kids, think of how protective they are of their kids' identities. And mm. it's sort of like, if they know to be that protective, then why are parents who don't know like like rushing to get their kids in the spotlight at such a young age if people who've experienced fame are like oh my gosh hell no mm-hmm. and I was like well that's so true because when you have like think of like Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell like we've never seen a photo of their kid and I'm sh- and that's totally intentional because they're like we don't want this for our kids this is awful so or at least right. they want that to be their choice you know their choice yeah. yeah like when they're old enough to make like uh, decision like my, I think Miley Cyrus was well I don't she was really young but she like was living in Nashville or something and then she like went to her parents and was like I want to be an actor but I don't know it's very I'm really interested in like child startup <laughs> it's <laughs> something I've like spent great. some time <laughs> Drew Barrymore is doing great. I mean, she had a rough go at it, but you look at her yeah. now, she's got, she's shining. She's full she of light. Is. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I love Drew Barrymore. She's just so fun. She's fun to watch. She's like a really fun actress to like, honestly, like now I want to watch a Drew Barrymore movie. It's the sort of thing <laughs> where- Which one, which one, which one? Um, oh, Charlie's 50 First Angels, Dates. I haven't seen. Oh. 50 First Dates, yeah, but I haven't seen- <laughs> Charlie's Angels in a while, and I feel like that'd be a fun rewatch because it's yeah. just so over the top. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. have you seen the series? Um, the where no carnivores, uh, like no, they're they're uh, cannibals, right? Oh, oh, um, the Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. I saw like the first few episodes, and I ne- I didn't stick around, but I have a pretty short attention span with TV. And like to be I- honest <laughs> with you, if it's not gay very soon in any regard. I like and my wife and I are the same way and I think it's gotten worse over quarantine where like we started Bridgerton and we were like this Mm. is everyone is attractive this is a glossy beautiful show the acting I love a lot of it and we got like two episodes in and we're like and there's nothing gay and we're out out." I couldn't (laughs) agree more yeah I'll get like two seconds into a TikTok I'm like swipe nothing swipe yeah (laughs) and I think that it's okay I really think it's okay because we are like we're so sort of underserved that now that there is there are there is more representation for us to sort of pull from I think it's okay for us to want that because we went the majority of our lives Mm. just watching the OC and clinging to when Olivia Wilde kind of dated Marissa for a little bit and then that went up in flames and then you're back to a toxic relationship with her and Ryan and I'm frustrated again so Mm. that was most of my childhood Mm. and I think it's okay now to want something better you yeah. know to just want that representation and to want to feel seen yeah you know, for once in our lives <laughs> i think so, it's okay so that brings me back to wanting to know more about your story so tell me a little bit about where you grew up and how the fuck you got to be who you are today oh my gosh how the fuck did i get here um okay so i grew up in waterloo belgium my parents are wait, both wait, wait, american wait. yeah belgium That's waterloo belgium say? Oui, tu parles français aussi? Oui, je parle français. <laughs> Comment ça? Um, parce que j'ai étudié au lycée. OK, ça va. Yeah, I grew up in Belgium. Yeah, wow, I grew up in... guys, very I good. No, no, here's the thing. I want to be really clear. There was a time when I was... I'm not Hilaria Baldwin in this situation. There was a time when I was fluent in French. I am no longer fluent in French. I grew up in Waterloo, Belgium from the age of like seven until I graduated high school at 18. You can check the yearbook photos, all of this like checks out. I feel defensive about it because the Hilaria Baldwin situation to me and my international friends was fascinating because Mm. all of us have this thing of like, oh, are you, where are you really from? Like, are you actually from Belgium? Like, yeah, all my formative years were in Waterloo, Belgium. I went to St. John's International School. My dad was the rector at, all Saints Episcopal Church or as Anglican Church also in Belgium and it was honestly a really nice childhood growing up internationally at a small school is uh it's great because no everyone's kind of weird because it's such a cultural mixed bag so for example at one point in time there were 63 people in my graduating class and there were 50 different nationalities represented so there is no predominant like culture everyone is kind of finding their little groups and figuring out things in their own way 
And I think that was a really wonderful experience to grow up in. And I grew up in the rectory. Like I said, my dad is a, a priest. And so that was, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> that's like, mm. you're, you're basically like, I grew up in the church, um, almost literally. <laughs> like the rectory was owned by the church. Like our cars were like donated from the church. Um, and, you know, I spent multiple days at the church. I was an acolyte. Um, I did that whole song and dance. So I was really fortunate also because my dad's church was affirming. I wouldn't say explicitly affirming. It wasn't something we talked about, but there were like gay parishioners that went to our church. And I was, I, I always knew my dad to be like a very loving person. So I think something that's kind of been complicated with this project being released is people have assumed certain things like my dad is a certain way. But I think the reason why I'm in a place to write this record is because I had support at home. Mm -hmm. Now, outside church culture, like when I would go to like youth events and camps and like youth breakfasts and mission trips that my dad sort of, I think naively sent us on, um, probably a little unexamined on, on his end, were not the case. Like that's when I started to really sort of experience internalized homophobia and all the micro and macro aggressions that come with toxic Christian culture. But I didn't experience that at home. And I think that what I want to sort of speak to is if I am still unpacking religious trauma and I grew up in a household that would eventually accept me when I came out, think about the harm that you're doing to people that do not have that. And so I think in like, in a nutshell, that's, that's sort of like how I grew up and that's how I wound up here. Well, I mean, I, I eventually moved to California because I knew I wanted to work in entertainment, but I didn't really know in what I thought maybe I'd do like stand up comedy for a minute. And that was, that was like, it's, that was at the, um, the peak of all my internalized stuff that I was working through. I would just make jokes about me mm. and then as I actually started to become healthier with myself <laughs> then mm. I started writing songs about me <laughs> mm. um, and I didn't want to just make fun of the things that I had gone through and um, yeah so then in quarantine I was wrestling through a lot of uh, memories that I don't think I'd allowed myself the time to process and quarantine gives you a lot of time to think and I started writing Preacher's Kid and I didn't really know exactly like what it would end up being at the time, but I kept marinating on these thoughts of, of faith and of doubt and being queer and being shunned by the majority of my faith community and what that felt like. And then I think around, I think beginning of January, I finished it up and then I was like, this is a Christian record. That's, you know, mm -hmm. it just, that's what it is. Like, that's the place I'm writing from. I call myself a Christian, I am a Christian, but I'm also queer and I'm also just chaos. And I think all of that has a place in Christian music. And I was like, it's pretty like fucked up that they're just gatekeepers that say that I don't belong and I'm an independent artist so I can release this on my own and I don't need them. And let's see if other people might find some commonalities in this. And fortunately, it seems like that's been the case. You're amazing. Thank you, Calvin. Calvin's Thank clapping. Thank you, Calvin. Truly, really, yeah. That was beautiful to listen to, actually. I, yeah. I'm just like so I, I'm I feel like very fortunate to be able to exist in a world where you are also existing. So thank you for for existing and for being brave and for challenging the status quo and for and for and for yeah, like take like storming the gates and saying, No, I'm I'm a human as well and, and I deserve like my story is not unique. Like necessarily, like like I mean, that's just something that I feel like Justin and I are, are realizing, even in this short time that we've been doing this podcast, is that like there there are 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 lots of people who can relate to to your story, to our stories, to being queer, to being um, in the church or or a product of the church, or you know having some kind of like semblance with it, and um, and a lot of us have been really really hurt by it. Mm -hmm. um uh, you know by capital c church as we used to call it and yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm curious now to know about where is your where is your standing with faith and jesus and god now mm -hmm. um and and how has like I, it sounds so nice to hear this refreshing story about you and your father and like and how you, he was loving um, yeah and and uh that's so amazing but yeah i want to i want to know yeah what is your relationship to religion now yeah I do identify as a Christian and 
that has not been like an easy, neat journey. And the irony of it all is that when I was presenting as like the most conventional Christian girl autumn, I was probably the furthest from God. So I would maybe show up to like a youth event or something and you would think that, oh, I'm the preacher's daughter. I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm so faithful and I'm, I'm free to pray and all this stuff. But I was just so consumed with, with doubt um, and just skepticism. And I was really concerned with what people in the world were thinking about me. And I wanted to look a certain way and fit a certain ideal. And all of that was being enforced through, specifically for me, purity culture that we kind of like put women and girls through. And now, what, like I think within the past like two or three years is when I really started intentionally deconstructing and going back to scripture and really trying to understand context and translations, interpretations, looking at different um, scholarship and theology and like basically going back to the drawing board, like what sticks here? Is this a cult? Have I been indoctrinated by my sweet, sweet father who <laughs> like <laughs> probably had the best of intentions and like really going back. And it's no accident that that deconstruction coincided with when I started basically living as myself. My earliest memories of when I was a kid, like I've always been, um, like a tomboy I've always like preferred my brother's clothing like my earliest memories are just going and stealing my brother's clothing slicking my hair back after the shower to see what it would look like if it was short all this stuff and as soon as I started dressing that way being myself authentically I was able to access this new divine experience with God that was never available to me when I was presenting for other people, specifically Whoa. for other Christians. Wow. When I was just stripped bare to who I've always known God created me to be, then prayer became something new and different. I was able to have um, doubt in a way that didn't feel like it was restricting me from having a relationship with God. So where I'm at now is I am a Christian, but I am also riddled with doubt. I have anger with the state of the church right now. I'm ashamed at the behavior of Christians, specifically like white Western Christians in the United States. Um, I'm, I'm allowing space for all of that in a way that I don't think was available to me before because the God that I was praying to before was really small, a Zeus on a cloud that was... Mm -hmm. um, angry and was uh like <laughs> retributive is that the right word retribution. like yeah. <laughs> retribution yeah, yeah that was yeah. just like smiting you down if you like crossed paths or something i think that if you want to believe in a divine omnipotent omnipotent creator then it has to be something beyond our comprehension and i think allowing myself um to experience that and to hold space for that has only come as a result of me being um getting in touch with who i was created to be so mm. i am i am a christian but i am also like the first person to be like fuck christians mm -hmm. <laughs> this is fucked up yeah <laughs> if wow. that makes sense wow. totally actually what you're saying makes total sense to me because like when i started to come out and connect with who i really am and do that inner work uh, my relationships with other people like suddenly became more authentic and like more real. So it makes sense completely to my mind that the same mm -hmm. thing would happen with a higher being or God, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, cause uh, think about all the costumes that you wear and that once you're like rid of that and you're not thinking about like, for me, it was like mannerisms. It was how I would smile in a photo. Mm -hmm. It was just all this stuff. It's like code switching when your voice changes and all this stuff. And when you shed that, that layer that is, that doesn't serve you at all, that truly just serves the ego of the outside, mm -hmm. you're just so free to connect with people. And then I think also when I was like closeted and presenting for other people is when I was doing most of my code switching. And now that I'm living authentically as myself, that's no longer something that I have to participate in. I mean, obviously we all kind of slip up. Like I have like my customer service voice and things like that. Mm. We, we all have <laughs> those elements to us that we still have to work through. But um, 
I feel as though I'm able to be a better person of faith and better in my interpersonal relationships, but also better in how available I am to, to God and how sort of honest I can be in that relationship because I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. We're no longer code switching for God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's so true. Cause that's the thing. Like I would look around at like, a, I remember specifically uh, at this like mission trip where at the end of the day, you'd have like the prayer, like the, the thing um, or the, the worship service. And I remember specifically one time everyone's hands were like going up and I was like peak femme girl Friday, like looking like super cute. And, <laughs> and I remember like looking around at everyone's hands going up and being like, okay, I should, people are feeling this. And I was like, like, I'm going to like basically like double checking my work, which is crazy because the act of worship and prayer should be so between you and your creator if that's something that you participate in and so it was very i remember thinking it was strange that i had to like check when other people were feeling the spirit and then mm. i would be like okay they're feeling the spirit the hands go mm. up because i was so unavailable to any sort of relationship with god i was yeah. so concerned about other people at this stupid worship service yeah yeah, we were just talking about that in one of our, I don't know, one of our previous episodes about you're, you're literally looking around. If people are raising, if you aren't raising your hands, people are thinking, why aren't they raising their hands? And if you are there also, there's people thinking, why are they raising their hands? Like, that's too <laughs> radical. It's such a fine line. You want to do it just like, just like a little bit. That's, yeah, that was my thing. I never went phrase. full on, just like the one hand to receive, just the one hand to like receive it kind of like halfway up. Yeah. So that we would let people know that like I'm down, but I'm not, but you can talk to me about stuff. Like we can still have fun, yeah. but I'm also like, I'm here. Like I'm feeling one hand in my pocket, one hand up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. With a cigarette in it. Yeah. Just, just chilling, chilling with the Lord. <laughs> That's us now. That's how we work now. <laughs> um, how did you meet your wife? I'm so curious. So we met in college. We met in a class that I think it was called Current Controversies in Feminism. Mm. which is a class that I honestly think I did take to meet other uh, people who were gay because I went to a conservative uh, like liberal arts school in North Carolina and I'd also already written a paper that I knew would fit the criteria for the final exam of that class and so I was like this is it like there's definitely going to be queer people in this class for sure and um, I already have the paper done so like check check let's go and then <laughs> um, I am, I was definitely in my like class clown. I'm going to be a comedian phase. Nothing. Don't take me seriously at all. I'm a joke. Mm. And I like made a joke in the class and then everyone laughed except for her. And I was like, I must marry this person. Um, she's a mystery that hates me and I'm in love with her. Mm. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and I think, uh, I mean, we didn't end up dating right away. There was like kind of a convoluted way of how we ended up getting together, but eventually we did start dating and then we just we've never stopped dating from there oh. so we met in in class and she's the best to be honest especially this past week has been so crazy and I'm so thankful to have like her support and mm. yeah I don't know it's just I'm very I'm very mushy we just had Valentine's Day but she's really a wonderful person and hopefully we can all hang out one day <laughs> yes we've all been having a very mushy Valentine's Day <laughs> <laughs> I actually I saw on your TikTok that valentine's day is her favorite holiday did i see that yeah correctly? yeah Listen, she I loves she really TikTok. loves <laughs> i'm so happy the algorithm has truly brought us together yeah. um yeah she loves all holidays but she definitely she loves valentine's day she's just she really loves um just anything to sort of decorate the home. She's very much like a homemaker. She loves like tending to the home and she loves cooking and creating like little house decor that suits whatever season we're in. So for Valentine's day, um, we had like a little picnic outside in like our, our backyard. Wait, wait, where are you very now? Very sweet. We're in Los Angeles. We're in okay, West Hollywood. Okay, so you, you can still have picnics there? Well, 
it's like a very it's like a tiny backyard like area we're like very it's to say yard is honestly being very generous it's like basically by our trash cans but the angle like looks like our yeah. yard well in the in, in the midwest right now it's it's like negative seven degrees fahrenheit oh oh yeah oh um. we're good we're, it's like 70 like this hat is mostly because i'm having a bad entirely because i'm having a bad hair day. it serves no purpose it's probably you look very warm by. though thank you with like my little mock turtleneck yeah. i was like i don't know where these guys are located but i want to fit the, the i want to fit the vibe that it's february and i'm chilly that's right <laughs> i'm not it's i'm gonna look at the weather right well now. i'm it's, i'm in uh, kansas city and justin's in brooklyn wait no you're in manhattan he's in manhattan i'm in, in manhattan now yeah, yeah. Yes, you both have winter weather. It's 65 degrees here, so it's real pleasant. Lucky you. (laughs) L.A. has been calling my name for years now, I gotta (laughs) say. (laughs) I know it's perhaps controversial, but I really love Los Angeles. I can't really see myself living anywhere else. I also love New York. My parents live in Kentucky now. There are many places in the United States that I love, Mm. but I am definitely not someone who thinks that L.A. sucks. I know that there are a lot of people who live in LA that are like LA sucks and that's totally their right I understand it but for Lizzie and I like Lizzie and I refer to LA as like kind of our promised land in some ways because just our whole neighborhood everyone is like gay or affirming and just friendly and we just feel like we found a really great community that you know what it's like when you're the only queer person in your circle yeah and that's that's totally fine I've been there before and I've had wonderful like friendships and community as well but it just kind of hits different when you can connect on just walking the dogs with like the we have a few elderly queer couples who have been in this neighborhood forever and I just would die for them and their dogs I just love them so much and it's the sort of thing I never really saw like Mm -hmm. again we had queer members of our church but I think it was still so early that it it was like it's better not to talk about it it's better just to like they're happy we're happy to have them here and like we love them and they can serve and all this stuff but we're just we don't want to make them feel weird so let's never address the fact that they're a couple like and I think that that isn't the way to do it either and I've talked to my dad about this too because I think he was doing his best with the information he had but I think that to be openly affirming, you can't be shy about it, especially mm. when it comes to the church. Like you have to really be unapologetic and I think really specific in your support. And that's another critique I have for a lot of Christian artists who I'll hear from people are like, oh, I think they're affirming. I'm pretty sure they're affirming. I'm pretty sure they're cool. Mm. Don't be pretty sure. Like John Foreman, Matt Thiessen, like if y'all are affirming, I want to hear it. Toby Mac, let, let them know. Can you say that again? I just want to hear it again. It just felt like <laughs> John Foreman, Matt Thiessen, Toby Mac, let's all, Newsboys, actually. I think Use your words, basically. <laughs> Use your words. It really, it really matters. Like Lauren Daigle, if you love gay people, people let them know because Mm -hmm. we can't we we're so we're so beyond just doing guesswork on your behalf Mm -hmm. especially for a community that has been systemically like marginalized and oppressed by the same church that you are you know pledging your allegiance to I think that you have to use your words and that's something that I'm, I'm hoping we can sort of continue through podcasts like this through projects like Preacher's Kid forcing this conversation we are no longer going to be ignored which is a form of gaslighting for sure to just pretend like none of this happens and so i think the more visible that we get the more that they can't ignore us that we're there we're too many at this point yeah you know i think a lot of churches sort of do the same thing they will like even have um whole sermons like they're a big church you know and they're cool and they're hip and they're current and then they'll have a whole sermon on the lgbtq subject and they will just skirt around saying the words we accept or we don't accept yes and it to be it's like very like well we just gotta love we gotta love it's like that is not enough anymore what are you talking about well i think love is actionable yeah. Right. If you really love someone, think about think about how we experience love and how you show up for people you love. It's mm. not like just think about any relationship. If someone were to be like, "I love you," and they were never there for you, they mm. never showed up when you were going through something difficult. They were just quiet. Mm. Would you believe that they loved you? 
Right. No. They never, they never said your name or they never invited they you. Ne- yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they missed all the important occasions when they, when someone who loves you should be there for you. We, eventually you'd be like, you don't love me. And that's the thing that's so funny to me is like, I've received so many like tweets and DMs from people being like, I love you, but I want mm. you to know that like, mm. this is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong with you. I'm like, I am not going to respond to you, but I will <laughs> on this podcast, which is that like, <laughs> I don't experience that as love. So you can't tell me that it is. Yeah. You know, you can't be like, like if you if someone like slaps you over the face and they're like, I did that because I love you. It'd be like, well, I know you didn't. Yeah. Because that's not how I felt. I don't feel loved that way. And they're like, well, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, right. that's just not how it works. And I think that you can apply the same logic for pastors specifically of those trendy churches. And I think also Christian leaders, whether they're artists or whatever it may be, social media influencers, you can't say that you love a community and then ignore them and not show up for them in the ways that we are specifically asking for. We're not stuttering. We're telling you what we want. With um, like the DMs and the comments and stuff? Oh yes, I mean. Has the there past been people week, yeah. that you, that you know, like 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 um, personally, or is it more like kind of peripheral people? No, it's not been people I know personally. I think people who have known me for a while sort of know where my heart is, and if they disagree, the typically what they've chosen is silence or just sort of like a quiet exit from my life, which has also been something difficult to wrestle through because you know, I, I can put it together. I know why you're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that we could have this conversation. I wish that we could talk about how I've arrived at the place that I'm at. And I'd love to hear how you arrived at the place where you're at, where, you know, people who were so close to me, like family to me Mm -hmm. were so comfortable to just not be in my life anymore. And I haven't done anything but be gay. Mm-hmm. I haven't and, and here's the thing I've been out for a while the irony is like one of the first people I came out to like one of my oldest and best friends in the whole world was one of the first people I came out to and at the time when we were like teenagers she was the best like I remember feeling so supported in that conversation and then down the line she started going to like this new church and um everything changed and it was like it, it it feels like it kind of came out of nowhere. I guess I should have been paying attention to the signs and looking back, there were sort of signs, but like nothing, the only thing that changed was her going to this new type of church. Mm. I had been out for, I mean, probably close to a decade at that point. Mm. And I think that's horrible. What happened, like we have to look at the fruit of that type of theology. You just broke up basically a family Mm -hmm. Do do you think that God loves that? Do you think that that God is smiling down on what happened there? Um, And I think what sucks too is people will just sort of assume that I have no biblical basis or understanding of scripture and that I'm just sort of picking and choosing certain verses, which I think we can agree that everyone operating in the 21st century is doing um, (laughs) is actively doing but I think I would I just wish that people would reach out and be like hey how did you arrive at this point of reconciliation because I have I can cite my sources it sucks that people won't do that little bit of follow-up and a little bit of homework before jumping to condemning a loved one you know honestly Mm. I want to have a whole other episode with you doing that of, of citing sources yeah i want to talk scripture <laughs> with you like honestly yeah like, i like like the, the the little meme or like little like like instagram post that i just saw in my head was like like the theology that exists within the homosexual community of america will astound you like that was like the the the, the phrase that i just saw in my brain I was yes like, i just i want to i want to hear that i want to talk about it no without i think my friend said this to me like i think two years ago when i was really starting to like dig into stuff they're like you know, um, most queer people who have like c- come through religion have like a low key degree in theology. Mm. Like you kind because you have to because mm-hmm. you're throwing these six clobber verses and more like six plus, but at least those six, mm-hmm. and you know them by heart. People like will put them on my Instagram as if I've never seen these verses before. Like <laughs> right. oh wait oh my gosh like Paul's letter I never thought about that before. Mm. Shit I gotta get into yeah. the books. Like no I've considered it 
deeply I've gone back to like original translations I've like studied different people's interpretations over time have you that's the Mm. thing like I genuinely want to reach out to people and be like I have done all this research into the verse that you just flippantly sent me on Twitter have you I'm just wondering have you also done that or which translation are you reading? Which why is this one the inspired word of God, and why isn't the three hundred other ones? Yeah. So just what what like, commentary just to, are you listening to? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. I, I genuinely want to know because for me, I don't think I'm a flawed person. I've fucked up a lot in my life. I don't think I've ever condemned someone. I don't think that's something I've ever done. So it's pretty uh, glaring to me that so many people seem to be able to do that so freely before pressing a bit of a pause button being like, well, let me see where they're coming from. Because Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm ignorant to scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that I haven't considered what you're saying. It's that I've arrived at a different conclusion. Now, wouldn't you like to hear what that is before you send me to hell? Right. I guess not. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. I've arrived at a different conclusion. And so many people are so threatened by that. Like, especially with like these 66 books, you know, like, and like, there's so many different like things that, that are said inside of it and mm-hmm. and and to think that there would only be one way i mean that's this is the, the point that so many um different faiths and 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 uh sects of christianity come from and everyone is like hating each other and like only one theology works yeah. you know for each mm-hmm. different community and and I, and I just i'm really inspired by 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 you today like Find, finding an, another conclusion and and um mm-hmm. and shaking up like what i know as what christianity could look like today and i and i um yeah my heart is warmed by you today oh, yeah well, thank you calvin that means a lot yeah yeah and i it's, this it's is very like, nice to talk about this yeah, it feels good you're so good at talking about it by <laughs> the way i mean just like so like eloquent <laughs> and smart and clear it's it's incredible um but also like your work, this is so cliche to say, so cliche, so just prepare yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm ready, I'm excited. <laughs> but I so wish I had someone like you out there when I was a kid who was at the top of the Christian music chart and mm. who was also celebrating Valentine's Day with their wife. And um, like the the impact and the power of that is just can't be overstated and um it's just it's really you're very special and it's it's wonderful so thank Thank you for what you're doing yeah no i that means that means so much to hear i'm very like humbled by your words i thank you so much i think that i mean i honestly i i cried about that on facetime the morning we went number one with my mom because that i i felt in a strange way this whole project is very much like giving a hug to my like 14 or 15 year old self who just like dreamt of being on stage with Reliant K and then (laughs) you know doing reading and seeing like all the I would always watch on like YouTube because YouTube had kind of just come out whatever conferences they were speaking at or like whatever like I would watch Cornerstone online I would watch like Creation Fest I watch all those things because I obviously grew up overseas and becoming just like acutely aware that there wasn't space for me in these places and just feeling sad because I just wanted to be on stage with Reliant Mm. K. Like I was like writing music, like I was in Reliant K and stuff like that. Mm. And I think all, I think all of us in some way, we're all trying to create a better place for our younger selves. You know, I think if you grow up, you, you have this tenderness and potentially a little bit of heartbreak towards the teenager that was shouldering so much often privately mm-hmm. and I think Preacher's Kid is and I think looking beyond this as well the music that I'm writing right now is very much like holding space for that kid you know who just never felt like they belonged and I think that hopefully with enough visibility and representation and again like podcasts like this we can do that we can be there for those kids that are going through it now because unfortunately we are not so far removed from um from how things are right like things are still bad my inbox is overflowing with messages that are 
on the one hand, it's encouraging that people have found my music, but it also is deeply heavy to know that kids are still going through something that I just think is awful and absolutely unnecessary in the name of a loving God, um, I think is so abusive. So that's, I think that's all you can hope for is just to create space for the, your younger self and knowing that like younger Justin and younger Calvin and younger Grace, like they're actually out there. (laughs) They're, you know, you like, you'll hear like from people who will be like, oh my gosh, you, you're me. You're like fucking me when I was 15. And I need you to hear that. Like, I believe in you and you can get through this. Yeah. Do you have a lot of people who are reaching out? Like, um, like from a place of like, I'm, I need help or, or like, or like I'm looking for a way out of this, like, like I'm living in the thing that you're talking about or like you're, I'm living in the thing that you, that you've already got out mm-hmm. of, not, not yeah. just critique, but you're also like, you know, these, these other people are reaching out for like resources or like encouragement for where they're at. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's been, honestly, it's been more of that than of the hate comments. Beautiful. I kind of, yeah, which is really beautiful. Although you're, we're always just a YouTube video away from that being skewed. <laughs> like someone mm. making like a hateful YouTube video and then like the algorithm like switches up, but it is what it is. And I have, you know, I, I think all three of us have probably heard everything before, seen everything before. It doesn't mm. really rock me, but there there have been a lot of people just sort of like trying to find resources, which is where I would like to plug. There is a similar discord. I did not create it and I'm not really involved in any of the mechanism behind it, but it's been a really good place for people who have identified with Preacher's Kid to like speak with each other and find community. Mm. And they also share resources and positivity in there. And I just love them so much. So if you if you are on discord and you're listening, then there's a similar discord available to you. Amazing. Well, as we wrap up are there any other things you would like to sort of plug or how can we find you yes tell us more tell us more tell us more we we want to follow you forever (laughs) um oh my gosh y'all have been so sweet i'm so happy that we got to hang out and like talk a little bit today i'm so sorry about my internet connection no and i'm and i'm very serious about um about mine (laughs) i'm very serious about having you on again because i like honestly like like one of like my like like little like uh, like mm, i don't know my like like deep like like really like deep desire it's like yeah like, let's go into like deep like deep scripture bible study like let's go into the hebrew and the greek and, like, <laughs> talk about like, definitions and archaeological finds and like like, like yeah like, i, I mean do i don't that. know if i'm i don't know if i'm the best person for that because i'm usually <laughs> just studying other people i'm not doing the research myself i'm reading <laughs> other people's research and scholarly papers but if you give me like a heads up i can prepare no <laughs> like, we will prepare we will do ready. it we'll just like blow off like the commentaries like you know, uh-huh. the dust or like yeah. yeah i just i just want to i just want to have that conversation and i'm <laughs> And because because I think the, the research that you're doing, like you have done, you you are doing the research that Justin and I have done as mm-hmm. when we were younger and like and and would be happy to dive back into. I just feel like because we enjoy that kind of work, like right. you know, everybody mm-hmm. does, it would be really great to kind of open that up as mm-hmm. a way to like show, you know, just like be like, you know, these this is why this is up for interpretation and this is why, you know, it's not up right. just Western christianity or western white christianity to determine what Mm -hmm. this means and says and does and that Mm -hmm. perhaps there are other deductions and other beautiful things that can be had out of this that doesn't end up in a an insurrection at the white house so oh my gosh yes so so, sorry to bring it up too a little too soon but but i'm just (laughs) saying like like it is it is you know a little bit of of a mission of my you know in my heart and in my mind to like find where is the the jesus that we can actually learn something from um, because because yes. because i know that he as as a being did do beautiful things on the planet and um and 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 can change how we interact with one another in a, in a positive way and mm-hmm. um and i feel like a lot of, of you know who we interact with on, on a daily basis can't see past all of the horrible things that the church has done and continues to do for centuries and millennia in the past yeah um yeah and and i'm trying to find like what is the nugget of gold in the middle of it all um Mm -hmm. and so and i think that by by having that conversation with you in particular um that we that we might become just a little bit closer to it yeah no i would love to i mean you'll have my email let's totally do it okay great (laughs) okay so how do we find you did you did you already plug your things oh sorry i haven't so you can find me on all social media under um grace baldridge which is my 
uh, government name. Uh, and then you can find me, my artist name is Semler, which is my middle name, S-E-M-L-E-R, and that's where you can find all my music. And please stream Preacher's Kid wherever you get your music. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you so much for being here. This was great. All right, well, we'll talk soon. Yeah. All absolutely. right. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me, guys. And I'm going to head out. I'm going to leave okay. the Zoom. Okay. 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 <laughs> bye, all right, bye, bye. <laughs> One, two, three, four. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. No, I mean like really, 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 really Christian.